Welcome to the Cold Brew Podcast. It is January 13th, and we are on MLB Lockout Day 43. And it already feels like three years uh, without baseball. It's been awful. I am Dave Gasper. Uh, I am not joined by Matt Carroll today. He had a work emergency uh, that he had to attend to. So it's just me this week, but I am not alone. Got a great show lined up today with our guest, Brewers Minor League Player of the Year, Joey Weimer. Joey, thanks a lot, man, for, for coming on. How you doing? No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, doing well. No. Doing, doing well. Enjoying your off season. It looks like you're you're back in uh, Cincinnati and just kind of just just kind of chilling. You know, getting ready for for the new season. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say just chilling. Um, you know, we got a really good relationship with the coaches and you know players here still. Um, so this is where I've been getting my work and I'm just going to the field pretty much. Uh, you know, having having their little daily routine with them. Yeah, go, going to the field, going to the gym, got to get your workouts in. I mean, you got you're probably Absolutely. the freaking strongest dude in the brewery system, man. Like you're just popping out of those jerseys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember. Okay, I'm. I was gonna pull this up later, but I think I got to pull it up now. Um, the the picture from uh, Carolina, I believe, with the Fourth of July of you and Xavier Warren. Um, <laughs> In the jean shorts, the American flag fanny pack, the trucker hat, and I believe that's flamingos with the American flag pattern on your shirt. Uh, what is the, what is the backstory behind this man? Because this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, Joey Roll, our manager um, in Carolina, said it's it's a little tradition over there. Every Fourth of July, they'll you know wear stuff like that pregame. Um, so that was, you know, we went to we went to Ross, me and Zave, right before we left for the field that day. So um, just got some stuff, put it on, let it rock. Oh my god, it it is it is incredible. You you look like no no offense here, but you look like you sell fireworks out of the back of a pickup truck, like the <laughs> the good kind that uh, the government doesn't allow us to sell legally anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. Um, but, but yeah, that, that whole, uh, I mean, we did that, that whole week Now it's just picture day, but you know, that's, that's something fun. Um, keep it fresh. You know, we're playing a lot, playing every day. It's nice to, uh, a little, little stress relief, you know, when you're yeah. doing. Yeah. I get, get a little theme day. I mean, you see it at, uh, you know, see a lot of teams do stuff like that. And yeah, that, that one from the 4th of July, that one was just hilarious to me. I mean, the, the jean shorts, the fanny pack matching fanny packs, it is, it is all going together. Um, plus, plus the mullet, man, and the mullet. The mullet is gone for the off season. So sad to see. Yeah, I mean, it'll come back. Um, I do this every off season. You know, like we were just talking about, I do it so I can just walk into a store and not have people look at me for having a stupid haircut. <laughs> uh, so yeah. it's nice to just nice to just be able to 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 have a normal haircut for you know two months. Yeah, yeah, and just kind of you know let it grow back out because. That's where that's where the true power comes from. It's not in the arms, it's not in the legs, it's not in the hips. It's the mullet that supplies the home Absolutely. run power, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, so hopefully, it, uh, hopefully it grows back in time, so I can you know have a have a decent start to the year. Yeah, yeah, got got to grow it back for spring training. Um, have Have they told you about plans for for spring training yet, or is it been radio silence for a bit? Yeah, I I don't know much. Um, I mean, there's really no additional info I would have. 
yeah, it's it's still early, and they're still figuring out their their lockout shit. But yeah, yeah, well, only so much you can do. Um, yeah. But uh, you're back in in Cincinnati at you know hanging out by your uh, your alma mater. Who I, I think we got to talk about this too. First group of five team to make the college football playoff. That's pretty Absolutely. damn uh, exciting, even yeah. though it, it didn't fully go your guys' way in that game. But I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, I mean that was that was the time of our lives. That was our Super Bowl uh, for currently, you know, where where we've been at. Um, I guess just overall as a program, that that was awesome um, to be a part of. Um, you know, we had a lot of a lot of people go down there. A lot of people made that fifteen hour drive down to Dallas, um, and it was it was a great weekend. I mean, game didn't turn out the way we wanted it, but you know, it, it's all right. Yeah, and it's it's Alabama. You know, like that's yeah. that's a tough draw for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, do, do you know a lot of the guys in the football team at all? I'm sure a lot of, a lot of you uh, athletes, you know, hang out around each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a uh, a good group of guys. Um, honestly, no one no one uh, deserves it more than them to, uh, to you know start flipping a program around. It was really cool to you know watch them from our first year to you know to where they're at now. Yeah, yeah. That program's a uh, really grown, and you know I. Did it feel extra special, you know, for Alabama to to lose in that championship game, knowing that they were the ones that beat you, or, or would you prefer to be beat by the the future champions? Uh, I didn't really care. I mean, I watched the game; it was really a game, but it it didn't really matter to me. Yeah, fair enough. So, you're going through your off season. How has it been going? Um, what are your really kind of goals to to work through this off season? Um, to get yourself ready for 2022. Yeah, um, just just making sure I'm religious with you know my daily work, um, getting my getting my lifting in, getting my hitting in, getting my throwing in, getting my running in. Um, you know, I'm a baseball player, so I need to prepare myself. You know, to to be able to do that here comes soon. Whenever you know, whenever spring training does start up, um, I need to be prepared. So, just just being good with what I do. Yeah, and and getting ready for. For another season and do you have another one like your 2021 season i'd say you're doing pretty damn well i mean you had a, a fantastic year uh the you were named the brewers 2021 minor league player of the year what was uh getting that award like you know what, what was the was it a phone call uh how how did that all go down what was it like for you being able to win that yeah it was a phone call um it was it was a really good feeling um and you know that's I'm not a big, I don't try to set number goals or, you know, go out there and try to Mm -hmm. win awards. Um, But, you know, getting that recognition at the end of the year is a really good feeling, you know, for the work you put in that year. Yeah, man. And you had a a phenomenal um, end of the season for sure. I mean, it was, I mean, you went through the first few months and it was, you know, okay, you know, doing well, kind of, you know, adjusting to the minor league level. And then something happened in August against Kannapolis. Uh, just kind of starting against them, you just went off in that series. In the span of five games, you went like 14 for 21. You raised your batting average like 30 points on the season. What what changed? Like, like, like what change did you make to, to all of a sudden just kick things into high gear? Yeah, um, so the, the change to the swing had actually started about three weeks um, prior to that. Uh, it was actually at Kannapolis. So that week against Kannapolis was at home, but um, probably about three weeks before that at Kannapolis, um, 
you know, I was, I was having a, having a rough game, a lot of ground balls. Uh, I was kind of how the whole season was going. I was happy with my, you know, contact and exit velos and everything, but I was just hitting the ball on the ground a lot. Um, so I talked to Zave, basically told me to lower my stance a little bit. It started, you know, back me a little more bent, uh, slowed down my head movement. And, you know, from, from there on out, it, it clicked. Um, and then that, that Canapolis week, I feel like it was kind of my breakout week. And then just, you know, trying not to look back from there. Yeah. And, and you didn't, I mean, that week was uh, incredible. I'm pretty sure the Canapolis pitching coach had nightmares uh, for weeks about what you did to them during that week Four homers. He hit a light tower. How do you, how do you do that? <laughs> I'd swing hard in case you hit it. So that's a good strategy. Um, and, and it earned you a, a promotion pretty much a, a right away to Wisconsin. Uh, and, you know, a lot of guys have kind of, you know, an adjustment period where maybe they struggle for the first like week or so for you, the first three days, three homers uh, in your, in your adjustment to, to Wisconsin. Uh, what, what was it like um, kind of moving up there and changing from low A to high A? Yeah, honestly, um, I was, I was more comfortable heading in high A. Uh, the, the stuff didn't really change a lot. I don't feel like, um, but I felt like there was more control, you know, in command. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I had a better idea of, you know, what pitchers were trying to do to me, uh, you know, thinking along with them where, you know, the pitch was going to be at as opposed to, uh, I mean, it wasn't always like this uh, in low way, but, you know, you'd get a pitch kind of near your forehead and then the next <laughs> one would be dotted low and out. And I was like, okay, like you didn't really have a, a great approach to, you know, what was coming next. Not that you're guessing every pitch, but, you know, if a hitter tells you he's not thinking along a little bit, I mean, he is. So, yeah. you got to have a plan. And, you know, sometimes it feels like that got scattered away. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, de- definitely a different experience when you got some of those uh, really young guys down there in low A that don't have much command. And, yeah, what – when they throw, you know, a hundred miles an hour by your chin, it's like, yeah. How, how do you it brushes adjust? You, it brushes you back a little bit, yeah. No, yeah. and at the same time, that's different though than you know, up in high. A, if you get, you know, a pitch up and in hard, it's you know, okay, it's probably using that. Um, yeah, it's gonna come yeah. some off and like, you know, low way it felt like okay, maybe this next one's actually gonna you know break my jaw, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't know where it's actually going. That's yeah. the yeah. So that was that was just like a little a, a small level of comfort that I feel like you know allowed me to to be more comfortable at the plate. Yeah, yeah, very uh, very interesting and interesting that uh, Xavier Warren uh, of all guys is the one that suggests the the swing change to you. Not not your hitting coaches or or anyone like that, but one of, one of your teammates in, in Xavier Warren, who, I mean. The book on him too coming out too was that he's a he's an excellent pure hitter uh, as Absolutely. well. Yeah, he rakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, with, with coming from him, um, you know, if you're not open to change, you know, you're really gonna struggle playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, that 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 week I was you know struggling. I was like, bro, like, what do you see? Like, tell me, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Like, what am I doing? And then he mm-hmm. like again, he just said, start lower, and it started clicking. Yeah. And then you started hitting dingers and it's like, you know what, <laughs> this was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, 
I think that game at Kannapolis, when we were on the road like three weeks before the, the breakout week, I think I had five home runs. And yeah. it was probably probably maybe a tick past halfway through the season. Yeah. So that was that was a big difference for me. Yeah, and you ended up with 27. You know, <laughs> like a couple more. Yeah, yeah. I think I think heading into that final week or heading into that week against Kannapolis, you had like nine total on the season. And then you had like four in that week and then you got promoted and then you had like three more in the next three days. And then you, you it just, it just kept going and, and it just clicked. And I think everyone was just kind of like, okay, is this just like a two week hot stretch or is this like a sign of something bigger? And then you just kind of kept on going. It's like, okay, I think he's got it figured out now. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, obviously I've still got a long way to go. I'm not going to sit here and pretend oh, yeah. that, you know, I'm, I'm a polished hitter and ready to go. Um, but, but, but yeah, I feel very, very comfortable with my swing right now. Yeah. And, uh, I remember I was at, uh, one of the games in, in Wisconsin, in Appleton, uh, when you were up there later in the season uh, and I, I was sitting like right behind home plate and you were on the on deck circle and you took a practice swing. And that was one of the first swings I could like hear and feel <laughs> like from however far away, just boom, just, just a boom, just a full max effort swing, um, which not a lot of guys do uh, nowadays. It's kind of, you know, more focused on, on the, you know, control and maybe just, you know, like a, a 90% type thing. And, but I mean, you go full 100% every single swing, uh, you know, as you said earlier, swing hard just in case you hit it. Uh, was that something that's kind of like always been a, a part of your approach at the plate or is that something that, that a, a coach uh, had you do um, back in the day or, or how did that pretty, you know, strong, violent swing kind of come to be? Yeah, that's just how my body works naturally. Um, my bear, like you see, I promise you, you give me 10 swings with 80%. I'm going to hit my target more with a max effort swing out of 10 times. Like, mm -hmm. it, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You know, everyone – you know, say the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get how you swing like that. Um, but for me personally, that's how I work. Um, I mean, that's, that's how I throw too. You get me on the line playing catch. I mean, I'm probably, you know, spraying them all over, but oh, when yeah. I throw hard, I, I know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. It just like, it just locks in and, and you know what you're, yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And, and you got a cannon for an arm too. I mean, you had, I don't even know how many outfield assists, but I mean, you, like you can throw the ball hard too. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, not, not just a one-trick pony over here. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I take I take pride in my defense. Yeah, and it's a, uh, and and it's been great, and it's a great thing that certainly uh, certainly the Brewers have have valued. Um, you know, with uh, and, and they've had you know like Lorenzo Cain and, and Jackie Bradley Jr. up there at the big league level, and I know they're center fielders, and uh, you know you've kind of been more in the corners but have you gotten a chance to like talk to to like those guys at all like talk to Kane and and whatnot about uh playing outfield and defense and stuff like that so I have not gotten to meet any of the big leaguers yet um okay. just with the I was, I was a COVID draft so that whole season was canceled mm -hmm. and then this last 2021 spring training we were all split up so we didn't even get out there until um, they were all gone so who knows? I, I hope to get to talk to him one day, but you know, it's probably been, I don't know, two years now. So, well, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I mean, if, if there's any 
guy to talk to about playing outfield defense, it is going to be Lorenzo Cain. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sure you'll probably get a, like a non-roster invite or something to, to big league camp this year. I'm not sure how they're doing it, but um, you know, they'll probably give you, you there, there's gotta be some sort of way to get you in touch with them and, and talk to them about yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm excited to meet them. Um, obviously that's, there's, there's no one better um, to learn from. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that'll be awesome. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a lot of outfield talents um, with this, with, with the Brewers. You got Kane, you got uh freaking Christian Yelich. Um, I mean, they, you've got, so many guys. Um, you, you had Joe Gray Jr. Um, on, on your team for most of the year. I mean, he got promoted up to Wisconsin a little bit earlier, and then you ended up meeting him up there in Wisconsin. Um, what was it like playing with with uh, Joe Gray and, and seeing what he was doing this year? Yeah, no, Joe's an awesome dude. Um, really good outfielder, really good arm, rakes. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, climb the ladder with him, um, play with him a lot, and hopefully, you know, for a, for a long time in the career. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a good one to learn from too. Yeah. Had a phenomenal uh, season there down in, uh, especially down in Carolina. Uh, I believe they changed their Twitter bio to like, you know, the, the Carolina Joe Gray juniors for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, his, his stretch in, in Carolina was unbelievable. Um, and you know, even his outs there were, you know, they're playing him on the wall. He was lining out. He'd be two before or the, you know, pumpy a double two line outs to the wall. It was, it was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. And then you had your stretch run and you weren't really there long enough with, with that hot stretch run. Like, like you, like you went on a hot stretch for like five days and then you got promoted. Like, did, did you hear like a round of promotions was coming and you're just like, I'm going to be a part of that and just, just destroyed everything. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, we, we, are pretty much in the dark with promotions until, you know, we get told in, in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it was, it was nice to have that good week and then, you know, top it off that way. So, you know, I was excited to get to get to work in IA. Yeah. I mean, I, I figured it'd be like that, but, you know, I got to ask, cause it, like, it just seemed like very convenient timing, you know, uh, there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of fun to, fun to watch um and then you know after uh you know the, the season gets done you know you start in low a then then you end up in high a then they send you to the arizona fall league uh to kind of finish out the season get some more at bats what was that experience like uh heading down to arizona that was awesome i'm really fun a lot of a lot of good people you know working on the staff a lot of a lot of good dudes in the in the clubhouse um some big names some some crazy talent uh you know arizona it was it was just a great mix it was it was awesome to be out there yeah and you had a a couple of your i mean you, i mean joe was joe gray was out there as well um mario feliciano and another one of the brewers prospects i don't think you, you were you weren't teammates with him at all before um but you got to yeah, get a chance no, to meet him mm-hmm. yeah he was he was my uh, my locker mate he was right next to me so it was it was cool to get to you know finally meet meet him um great dude you know and uh bello actually michael bello we were living at his place out there while we were out there so oh nice it was it was a lot of guys yeah it was it was fun yeah so and is, is was bello being all like super jealous of you guys playing in the arizona no. fall league <laughs> no he was he was fine yeah that's a 
I feel like there's a lot of guys that just like live out in like Arizona year round and just like have places out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those houses are kind of expensive. So <laughs> I got a couple more years till that happens. Oh yeah. The, the bonus babies, <laughs> they end up getting those houses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll keep Ryan and Sensi till that happens, but. Yeah. Hey, I mean that's that's a good place to be in Cincinnati. No, I yeah. I love I love being here. Um, you know, love these guys here. Really, really appreciative of you know our friendship and you know everything with them. So it's it's always great to be back. Yeah, and you get to you know see your your old teammates again, and you know I mean that I mean they're obviously seeing what uh what you're doing, you know, at the at the minor league level and. You know, it's it's probably something super special for them as well. I mean, seeing like you come back a- after all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's cool. Um, like I said, really great relationship with the coaches and players still. So, you know, it, it's kind of kind of nice just being back. It's you know, it's normal. I'm in there. I'm wearing all my sensey stuff. It's whatever. You know, it's just just, just being back, <laughs> reliving the college glory days, feeling like yeah, yeah. I'm back in college. Yeah. <laughs> It's all great, but I'm also getting paid to play. This is wonderful. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Yeah. And uh and now in the minor leagues, you guys are getting uh you're getting your housing uh fully mm-hmm. covered by the by the teams. That's gotta be a, a nice big help for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean there's I mean I, I've heard plenty of horror stories about you know housing in the in the minor leagues, but oh yeah. Um me and yeah. uh, me and Zay were in a hotel all summer. So really, yeah. dang. Was it at least a like a decent hotel, or was it like yeah, a, it was, was like it a was mo- nice. motel six? No, it was a nice. It was a nice middle ground. You know, wasn't wasn't the Ritz Carlton, but wasn't the motel six. So like a three star we hotel ish. Yeah. No, it was. I mean, it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was. It was nice. It just would have been nice to have you know a little like an apartment free rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel you there. I mean, like hotel rooms are nice, you know, for like, you know, road trips and whatever else, but, for, but when you're like at home and it's like, you know, I'd yeah. like to have a little, we go on the road room. for two weeks and then you come back and it's like, Oh, we're going home to play this week. Sad, but it's just another hotel, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Living out of a, living out of a suitcase essentially. Oh yeah. All summer. Oh man. And I mean, you got to fit the the American flag fanny pack and like all this other stuff in there. You got to fit the jorts <laughs> in the suitcase. Yeah, it's, it takes up a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of gear. Um, cause I'm sure. I mean, you got all the, um, you know, like your jerseys and like your warm up stuff and like whatever team things they give you. Then you get a promotion. Then you get a whole new round of stuff. You know. Yeah, uh, me and uh, me and Zave took that took that uh, road trip from Carolina to Wisconsin because we both got called up at the same time. So Right, yeah. That's, that was interesting. Yeah, and they're like, we'll just put you guys in a hotel together. Perfect. <laughs> yep. We're best friends anyways. So <laughs> yep. that's, that's how it went. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're going to get promoted, might as well get promoted with one of your best friends, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and you guys were also in the, in the same draft class, Xavier in the third round, you in the fourth. Uh, what was you talk us through your draft day experience? Cause I mean, every player, you know, the, the draft day, that's, you know, one of their favorite memories, one of the, one of their favorite moments. 
Um, what, what was your draft day uh, experience? Take us through that day, that moment of, of getting the call uh, from the Brewers that day you were getting drafted. Yeah, it was a lot of stress. Um, you know, if it was normal 40 rounds, I'd have been fine. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think I would have went. Um, but with it only being five rounds and there was just a lot of play, you know, I wasn't a very highly touted prospect. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't even say I am now, but um, just, just a lot of stress that day. Um, had some buddies over, you know, I was glued to my phone all day, ringer on, you know, texting, texting my agency, what was going on, you know, fielding calls, whatever, hoping it was going to happen. And I mean, we get to like the third round. I start to get a couple of calls, you know, where you take a lot, a lot of no, a lot, a lot of no. Okay. And then, you know, the phone goes cold for probably 45 minutes, an hour. Ooh. My agent's not texting me. Agent's not calling me. I'm watching picks fly off the board. You know, it's getting like the middle of the fourth round. And I was like, oh man, like I might be going back to school. I don't have, you know, loans for next year. I didn't sign a lease. You know, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I set my phone down. So I actually, I missed the call. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was glued to my phone all day. Um, but I finally set my phone down, tossed like two rounds of cornhole, uh, look at my phone. I had a missed call from my agent. And I was like, no way. Uh, and he was like, hey, you're going to Milwaukee. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Oh but, man. Yeah. I, I did miss the call. You missed the call. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that is, that is like your, that, that is like a being caught naked on the field or like caught in your underwear nightmare type of thing. Like, you know, yeah. the call finally comes in, missed it. Yeah. And no, I was, when I tell you, I was sitting there staring at my phone all day. It, it wasn't leaving it. I had my buddy call me before I started throwing bags too. Um, <laughs> just to make sure my ringer was on. I have no idea how I didn't hear it. Like, Oh man, yeah, the party the party was too loud. You're you're playing <laughs> cornhole too well, celebrating getting it in the hole. No, I'm terrible at cornhole. You're terrible at cornhole. Oh man. Um, I mean, I'm 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 Midwest terrible, right? You're Midwest like you terrible. Me, you put me in any other environment, I'm probably good, but I'm Midwest bad. Okay, we we got to get that. Uh, we got to <laughs> get that improved. We got to get that yeah. going. I mean, you, you spend some more time in in Appleton uh, with the Timber Rattlers if you do. Um, you gotta, you gotta talk to, I don't know, somebody there. You're like, you gotta, you gotta work on that cornhole, you know? So when you come back, uh, and and you get promoted to Milwaukee, then you'll have the skills, uh, to, to join the people at the tailgates and pregames and and play some cornhole. No, as of right now, they're beating me. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, you're beating them at playing baseball, um, and hitting dingers off them. So. Who's really winning here? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But uh but yeah, so so then you so you missed the call. Um and then you finally, you know, you call your your agent back and um you get it going. Like, how is there like there seems to be like so much of like, just like calling um about stuff like beforehand? Is that is that about like bonuses and like what people are willing to to take or, or like how are there so many so many calls beforehand yeah um i mean it's it's pretty much just like like you said what you're willing to to do mm-hmm. um what you would sign for now i mean you can go back on your word i guess everything's not in paper but right i i think it's just trying to get a feel for you know who they can get for what where um 
and just trying to trying to strategize off that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting way for for the system to work. So you think it's just oh, who's who's the top player on the board, you know? But there's there's a lot more to it. It seems. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. But unless MLB goes to like a hard slotting thing, which which is above your pay grade um, and not really, you know, your your primary concern right now. But still, unless they do that, I mean, that's just going to kind of kind of be the thing. Um, have, have the Brewers talked to you at all about where you're starting next season, if they're expecting you to start back again in, in high A or if they're thinking of putting you up in double A or have they told you anything about that? Or do you have any feeling about where you're going to be? I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> yeah. Just just as of right now, I'm just being where my feet are, um, getting my work in wherever I go, I go. Whatever happens, happens. Um, my job's to hit, run, and throw. Not worry about that. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You know. Uh just just gotta do what uh do what you can. Um and uh, we've talked about your swing um a, you know plenty here. Um and just kind of you know your skills and and doing, you know bringing the power and the speed and the throwing arm um, with, with your swing being as, as max effort as it is, I think a lot of people kind of like assume that it's like, Oh, this is going to be a guy that has, you know, a lot of strikeouts and is going to end up hitting for a low average, but yet you didn't really have a lot of strikeouts and you hit for a really high average. Um, so like, how how does how does that come to be? Because I mean, most guys you'd think you know, okay, six five, super strong, bunch of power, you know, it's it's going to be a, a really kind of an all power, not as much average kind of guy. But you're not really that way. How how are you able to to maintain that um, high average and high contact rates with with your swing the way it is? Yeah, um, and again, like I was talking about earlier, that's just how I work. Um, that's how my body works. It's you know, my barrel accuracy is better that way. Um, I'm more competitive that way. And, and, and uh, going off the competitive, you know, the competitiveness, um, you know, that's all it is. Once you get in the box, I mean, you can do as much T work as you want your routine as much as you want. You know, if you don't, you don't get in the box and it's you versus the pitcher, you know, you're going to struggle. Um, and that's another thing, you know, with the strikeouts, you know, I, I understand that, you know, strikeouts aren't that big of a deal anymore. And, you know, they're not as worried about it as they used to be, but, and at the end of the day, it's embarrassing for me. Um, you know, pitcher, pitcher wins that. You know, that's, that's true. That's whatever. You know, I hit the ball hard, I'm out, whatever. That's baseball. Um, I pop one up, you know, I, at least I can make the excuse to myself that, you know, I just missed it, whatever. Um, you know, you, you strike out, you know, you're walking back with your head down in the dugout. So um, I hate striking out. So, and, and again, it's not, I'm not just trying to tap the ball and play with two strikes. You know, that's not who I am. That's not my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it's just, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a small pride thing striking out. So yeah, you, you try to murder baseballs, like, <laughs> like seriously, like you like have intent to inflict pain on these baseballs. Yeah. Um, and, and again, what that is, you know, I said this probably like three weeks ago in another little uh, podcast or whatever it was. Um, but I'm not trying to hit the ball as far as I can. I just trying to hit it as hard as I can. Because uh, when I try to hit it as far as I can, I'm just going to be pull side roll over ground balls every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm trying to stay through it and just hit it hard, that's that's when good things happen for me. Yeah, and, and good things have happened to you um, all all season long. There, um, 
And oh, I forgot where I was going to go. Dang, I, I lost my train of thought. Isn't that the worst? Yeah. When, when you're like, oh, yeah, I got something. And then just poof, gone two gone. seconds later. Yep. Been there one too many times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what's worse is when you're doing it like, and you're like in college and like you're in the middle of a test and you're like, I just forgot everything. I spent, I spent six hours studying for this and now I just completely have no idea where I, where I am. Yep. What was your, uh, what was your major at Cincinnati, by the way? Uh, operation management. So business. Oh, nice. Like nice. logistics supply chain. Oh, very nice. Which very I nice. guess the uh, whole world could use right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's true. We need you. We need, we need you fixing things, getting, uh, getting these shelves stocked back up. Oh, <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, all right. Um, oh, I forgot where I was, uh, was going to end up going. But um, thank you for, for the time, man, this week. I mean, this was a, this was a lot of fun. Um, I hope you had, you had some fun as well. And uh, I'm excited to see, see what you can do in 2022 here. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on. Good luck this season. And uh, hopefully, we can, uh, hopefully we can see you in Milwaukee pretty soon. Gotcha. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. All right. That was Joey Weimer on our cold brew podcast this week. Um, and that'll do it for us this week. Thanks to Joey Weimer for joining us. Uh, we'll be back again next week for another episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at cold brew underscore pod. You can follow me at dgasper 24. And uh, we've got uh, some really good shows uh, that, that have been coming out and, and uh, that will be coming out in, in future weeks. We had Joey Weimer this week. We had uh, Antoine Kelly last week. Uh, Eric Kratz the week before that. So uh, it's been a really good stretch here. If you've missed any of those episodes, feel free to go back uh, wherever you're listening here, either on Apple or on uh, Google Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor or wherever you're listening. Uh, feel free to go back and, and listen to those episodes. A lot of really good stuff lately here on the Cold Brew Podcast. Uh, a lot of really great stuff coming out on reviewingthebrew.com as well. Um, we've had our, our dream 2022 opening day lineup go up. Uh, we've had, um, uh, there, there's a report of Steve Carsey stepping down uh, as the Brewers bullpen coach uh, due to family considerations. Uh, that is something that, that is very interesting um, and that, that we should talk about. And I'm just going to kind of, Mention here as a, as a little bit of a, of a monologue, but Steve Carsey is stepping down uh, from the role as bullpen coach for the Brewers due to family considerations, wants to spend more time with his family. You know, the baseball season is a very long grind, so it's very understandable uh, that he would want to do that. And uh, so with that report coming from uh, Tom Hodgecourt breaking that uh, the other day, uh, the Brewers are going to need a new bullpen coach. Um, uh, Jim Henderson, I think, is really a strong candidate for that job. Brewers AAA pitching coach uh, for the past few years. Uh, former Brewers closer. Everyone loves Big Jim. Um, you know, he filled in for Axford when Axford lost the job uh, in 2013, I believe. So uh, I think he's a candidate. I think Hiram Burgos, um, who is the pitching coach in High A, Wisconsin this year, I think he could be a candidate. 
Uh, but I think Henderson is probably the more likely one of the two. Uh, but Matt Erickson was also named by Hodgecourt as a potential candidate for the coaching staff. But with Erickson being a former big league infielder, he, he's a hitter. He's not really going to be a bullpen coach. Your, your bullpen coach is really kind of your assistant pitching coach. And Erickson's a good coach, but pitching is not really his forte. Um, but the assistant hitting coach position is open on the Brewers staff. The Brewers said that they wanted to hire an assistant hitting coach. They're, they were going to have the, the new hitting coaches, Ozzie Timmons, uh, Connor Dawson. Uh, they were going to go through and they, and they were going to uh, come up with a plan and hire an assistant hitting coach. The Brewers have not announced one yet, um, but with the report that they're looking to add Matt Erickson to the staff, I think that's a position that, that he could fill. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on as well, that assistant hitting coach job and that bullpen coach job, uh, which is now open. So those two guys, I, I think, are really strong candidates, Erickson and Jim Henderson. Um, so that is really kind of the, the big news, I guess, that the Brewers big league team has had in recent days. Uh, the Brewers have also announced a uh, promotional schedule with, with the bobblehead dates and they have not announced the names of the players that are going to be on those bobbleheads because they can't because we're on lockout day 43 and with the lockout between major league baseball and the players association, they're not able to, the, the teams are not able to use the names, images, or likenesses of players on, on 40 man rosters. So they just have to say nondescript player bobblehead uh, and they can't announce who it is just yet. So that's interesting to see. Um, and I'm sure Matt and I will talk about that uh, either next week or, or in coming weeks, depending on uh, what guest we get uh, for next week, if we're able to get one, hopefully we're able to get one. Um, but um, we got some bobblehead days coming up. The first one is May 22nd, which is much later than normal for bobblehead days for, for the first bobblehead day of the season. And I think the Brewers are hedging their bets on the lockout because this lockout is still ongoing. Um, on Thursday here, MLB is making their first proposal to the players union since the lockout began. And it, progress has been slow and progress might still be slow for a little while. Um, and there's a chance we lose games. There, there's a chance we lose regular season games. And because of that, I think the Brewers are wanting to schedule their all-fan bobblehead giveaways for later to avoid losing any of those days. Because, I mean, if you schedule one for the first Sunday of the season and that first week gets blown out because of the lockout, well, now you have to reschedule an all-fan giveaway. And you have to schedule it to a different date. And a lot of people who bought tickets specifically for that date because it, wasn't, because it was a bobblehead day, now all of a sudden they get moved to a different Sunday and there were already a whole bunch of tickets sold for that Sunday just in general. Um, so a lot of those people may not end up getting those bobbleheads. Um, so it's just a major headache uh, that it makes sense to not deal with and just schedule it a little bit later. I mean, it should be figured out by late May, hopefully. Oh, my God. Knock on wood here. But, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's really kind of been the big news um, we haven't talked much for, for news these past couple of weeks because we've had these uh, we've had these player interviews the past few weeks. P former players, 
uh, present players. Uh, I've had them on and didn't want to kind of talk about those things with them and just kind of have the interviews and and talk with the players and really kind of get to know them and um, know more about them. So that's, that's definitely uh, where we've been going. And I know this was a, this was a couple of weeks ago and we never really talked about um, the results, but when we had the, uh, the top 10 favorite brewers of all time list um, and where Matt and I went back and forth and we did our top 10 lists and, I felt my list was better, and according to the polls, that was true. According to the poll both on Spotify and the poll on Twitter, uh, my uh, list was much better um, than, than Matt's. Let me, let me pull up the... Let me pull up the list here. All right, so on, on my team, I had Carlos Gomez, Jesus Aguilar, Willie Adamas, Hank Aaron... Niger Morgan, Eric Thames, Richie Sexton, Corbin Burns, Brett Phillips, and Ben Sheets. Those are my top 10 favorite brewers. Matt on his team had Trevor Hoffman, Manny Pena, Raleigh Fingers, Cecil Cooper, John Axford, Jeff Jenkins, Tim Dillard, Orlando Arcia, Brent Suter, and Ernan Perez. So according to the poll results from, I think that was a month ago now, uh, I ended up winning that poll. I don't think we ever talked about it um, on here since, but I will bring it up now. Specifically because Matt's not here, um, but I should probably bring it up again next week so I can rub his face in it. Um, but perhaps, perhaps I'll just be nice to, to Matt and just kind of leave it at this um, and not rub his face in it next time uh, we talk. But um, so that's kind of been the, uh, the big news um, and that will... You know, really kind of, you know, there, there hasn't been much. We, we've been in a lockout. Not much has happened. Uh, the Brewers officially signed Tyler White, um, another big first baseman. That's signed him to a minor league deal. That's really kind of been it. There, there hasn't been uh, too much going on, but, you know, luckily we've had guys like uh, Joey Weimer and Antoine Kelly and Eric Kratz here to, help fill, fill the time and uh, get us ready for baseball season. You know, it's, it's, it feels good talking to uh, players and hearing about how they're getting ready for the season. And uh, you know, it helps you get ready for the season. You know, they're talking about swings and, and hitting and uh, really makes us feel like baseball is uh, really getting closer. And, you know, at the very least, we're going to have a minor league season. Uh, that's not going to be delayed at all um, in minor league spring training and things like that. So We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully they can get this lockout figured out soon. Um, but baseball's coming up. We're about, we're about a month or so away from pitchers and catchers report, uh, being scheduled to report. So uh, we'll see if we make it there. We'll, we'll see if uh, the lockout pushes it back. But we're getting closer. We're, we're still getting closer every single day that passes by. So... Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the cold brew podcast and listening through my monologue here the last few minutes. Um, thank you to Joey Weimer for joining me this week on the podcast. Uh, once again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at cold brew underscore pod uh, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, anchor, Apple, uh, Google podcast, wherever you're at. 
Um, and follow me on Twitter at dgasper24 and follow Matt too at mkematt13. Even though he wasn't here this week, had a work emergency. He wanted to be here. Trust me, he did, uh, but he was not uh, able to uh, take the time uh, this week. But he'll be back next week. I'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll have another big guest lined up next week as well. Until then, we'll see you next time here on the Cold Podcast.